Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience where we want you to experience the power of the true and living God. Oh, I feel it. Welcome to the Lively Stone Temple Experience. We want to thank you so much for your time, and we hope that your day is going well. I want to make a quick note that it's very important that when we are witnessing to unbelievers, atheists, or skeptics, that we always quote scriptures, even though we may feel that they don't want to hear the Word of God, because the Word of God can do something that we can't do. The Word of God brings conviction, and the Word of God brings a call of repentance to those that God has called out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Amen? Let's read Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 of the King James Version. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. This message was recorded on October the 3rd, 2021. Now let's follow along in our Bibles. Verses 4 through 8. Can y'all hear me good on this microphone? Amen. Amen. When you are there, hallelujah, I want you to just let me know by saying amen. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. Are you there? Amen. amen. I'm going to wait on one more because I want all us to read together. Amen. Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 8. Amen. Can I get one more amen in here? Let me know you're there. Let me know you're there. Good, good, good. And it reads, and being assembled together with them, this is Jesus speaking with his disciples. He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water. What John did is over. But ye, y'all, shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Not many, not, in just a little while, you're going to get it. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore the kingdom again to Israel? And he said unto them, it's not for you to know the times of the seasons, which the father have put in his own power. That ain't none of your business. But let me tell you what is your business. Verse eight is what I want. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be my witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Let's all read verse 8 together. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Okay, everybody here, please just shout power. power. Everybody shout it. Power. Amen. I want to talk to you about that this morning. You join me in a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, this morning. We thank you for power. We thank you for the Holy Ghost power that's here with us in this place on this morning. God, I'm asking you, God, to help me. 
on this morning, God. Be my help, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Let me minister unto someone. Let me speak to their needs, God. Correct me, Lord, when I am wrong, God, and guide me and keep me on this path, God. Keep me focused as I begin to help your people on this morning. God, I want you to do all the work. I want you to take control. I want you to throw your weight around in here, God. God, restore someone's zeal this morning. Restore someone's fire this morning. Remind them of the strength and the power and the fervor that comes with the Holy Ghost and with power. In the name of Jesus, God, I ask you that when someone leaves this place this morning, let them be able to say it was worth the trip, that they were glad that they came out here on this morning. And I say right now, by the power of the Holy Ghost and the strength and the authority in the name of Jesus, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke your principalities. The Lord rebuke your powers. The Lord rebuke your strongholds. The Lord rebuke your spiritual wickedness in high places. The Lord rebuke your wicked imaginations. The Lord rebuke every word you've tried to speak over this ministry in here this morning. God, in the name of Jesus, bless these people for coming out here on this morning, Lord. And we thank you and we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Somebody say amen. I um I am 34 years old now. I'm still young. Amen. Amen. I'm 34 years old. The Lord let me live to see March 3rd of next year. I'll be 35. And so, in 34 years, I've experienced a few, quite a few things. I've experienced growing up in a home with my mother and father. I've experienced being a son. I've experienced working at an early age. My first little job was at Pizza Hut. 18, 17 years old, started at Pizza Hut when I was in high school. Experienced that. I've experienced uh, living in a home where I had issues with my father, where we did not get along very well. I've experienced leaving home eight hours away from my home to go to college. I've experienced making new friends. I've experienced being taken advantage of by those same friends. Hurt, pain, disappointment. I've experienced a lot of great days too. I know what it feels like to walk across the stage at my undergraduate uh, graduation, getting my degree in criminal justice. I've experienced that feeling of pride on my mom and dad's face when they were so excited to be in an arena of at least 2,000 people and watch me walk up to the stage and give the greetings at that graduation. That was a great day. I experienced the same thing in my law school graduation where I had to give the farewell address to my graduating class to no less than 1,500 people. I saw the big smile on my mama's face and my sister's face, that, that, that feeling of joy and excitement. And I know what it feels like to be uh, to preach to God's people and those and preach to sinners and sinners receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and be saved. I, I, I've experienced quite a few things, Sister Zimmerman, I thank God for it. But I believe of all the experiences that I have had, the greatest experience I've ever had was when I was born again. There is no experience on the earth that compares to the moment when a sinner is born again of the water and of the spirit. Every single wonder of the world pales in comparison to that great experience. Nothing, nothing, nothing measures up to the moment where God snatched your soul out of a downward plunge into hell. Nothing, everything pales in comparison to that. 
I feel sometimes that we can be so long into this walk with God that we forget to give the credence that he deserves and uh, and the honor and respect that he deserves for having done that for us. I, I, I fear some myself have grown at ease in Zion. I've become so comfortable with the blessings that God has provided in being saved and with the protection and the grace and the mercy that he gives that I've uh, I've become uh, what's the word I want too familiar with it at times. I never want to live this life for the Lord where uh, it just becomes familiar to me, Sister Mary. You know, where I just get so used to it. It's like I'm talking to my friend or just playing with a pet outside in the yard. I, this, I, 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 can't, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. Uh, I, I, I fear sometimes that we don't take Calvary seriously enough uh, or the work that he did seriously enough just to make power available unto us that was absolutely necessary. We look throughout the annals of scripture and throughout the exposition of the word of God, and we see that this power that God promised us was absolutely necessary. And when you weigh the receiving of the power against how necessary it was to receive the power, you'll get a better understanding and appreciation for having it. When you really begin to understand what, how how can I say it? Uh, There's a fire station down the street from here. Now, um, uh, and you see the red fire trucks outside and blah, 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 and woo, woo, woo. And, and you may pass by them every day. Now, but until that fire department shows up at your house and puts out your fire, you really don't have the appreciation for it that you deserve. You walk by it every day. You drive by it every day. They're just a firefighter. But, but when, they, when they come in your house and, and, and pull the burning lumber out of the way with the axe and break through the door just to get in there to pull you out and pull your baby out and pull your spouse out and all of you are outside watching the building burn, but you're yet alive. It is at that moment that you really understand the purpose of what you have. And, and it, it is very important that we always, hallelujah, Maintain an appreciation for the greatness of what the Holy Ghost has provided in our lives. I, I read a story one time about a lady, I think I've told you all this story before, who had, an, had a brooch that had been passed down to her from her, her great-grandmother, the grandmother, and such and such, so on and so forth. And, and, and one day she decided that she just, you know, just, for, just because she wanted to go get that brooch appraised to see how much, somebody told her it wasn't worth nothing. And she went... And she got it appraised and turns out that thing was an emerald that was worth more than a million dollars. And how do you and let me tell you something. When do you think she when she when do you think she got her joy? She got her joy when she find out when she found out how valuable that thing was. And understanding the value of what you have in Jesus will always bring you great joy. Do you know why people turn their back on the Lord? A lot of times it's because they've never been taught the value of what they have. They've been taught that the Holy Ghost will make you jump. They've been taught that the Holy Ghost will make you shout. They've been taught that the Holy Ghost will make you hikamosiah, fall out on the floor and roll out in the house. 
but they never really taught you the great value for real, the substantive things that come with having the Holy Ghost. There are some great things that come with the Holy Ghost that if you never jump, buck, shoot, or holler, there are still some great things that come along with this. And oftentimes we have equated the outward experiences that everyone can see, the outward show, the actions of it with the greatness of the Holy Ghost. But how many of you know that's just surface level stuff? There are some things in your life that the Holy Ghost can get you out of and guide you through that a shout can't do, that a holler can't do, that a roll in the aisle cannot do. Because when the praise break is over and the band is done playing your favorite song and the praise team has sat down, you got to walk out these doors and go fight against a very real adversary. And it is the power of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout power. It is the power of the Holy Ghost that is going to enable you to do this. And it, 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 so we, we cannot downplay this thing, Sister Mary. We cannot live our lives as if the ministry of the Holy Ghost is just some average thing that just fits into the rigmaroles of our daily life. No, 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 no. When you read in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, you will find that God breathed the breath of life into Adam and Adam became a living soul. Now, prior to that, Adam was just a lifeless lump of red clay. My understanding of the word Adam in the Hebrew means red man or man of the red dirt. He was just a man of red clay. He was just a vessel that was laying there. There was nothing to him other than the fact that God had formed him and fashioned him out of the dust of the ground. But he was not moving. He was not talking. He was not walking. He was not dressing and keeping the garden. But the Bible says, and God did what? Breathe the breath of life into him and Adam became what a living soul but and that breath that spirit of God that came into him is what caused those fingers to move and what caused him to have connection with God as he lived and let me tell you all something that is the exact same experience that we had before God saved us before the Holy Ghost came into your life you were dead in your trespasses and sins but the Bible says now you has he quickened and made alive the Holy Ghost calls you to come alive. I want to tell everyone who's in here and everyone who's watching online, you have not lived yet if you have not lived with the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. I heard one of the old saints sing a song one time, you ain't got nothing yet. You ain't got nothing yet. If you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you ain't got nothing yet. Your paycheck can't do what the Holy Ghost can do. Your spouse can't do what the Holy Ghost can do. Your car can't take you where the Holy Ghost can take you. Your friends can't love you like the Holy Ghost can. Your therapist can't counsel you like the Holy Ghost can. Your doctor can't heal your body like the Holy Ghost can. Your friends can't fight your enemies like the Holy Ghost can. Your schools can't educate you like the Holy Ghost can. Medicine cannot cure you like the Holy Ghost can. The light cannot cure your darkness like the Holy Ghost can. The weights in the gym can't give you strength like the Holy Ghost can. There's nothing in this world that can provide for you that which only the Holy Ghost can provide. And so it is incumbent upon you to make sure that if you don't get it, you need to get it. Because the Holy Ghost is the greatest getting that you can. I talk country in here for a minute? I'm a little, I was raised on a dirt road, so y'all bear with me. Yeah. The Holy Ghost is the best getting you gonna ever get. And if you don't get it, you ain't got nothing yet. You need to get this great 
great gift that was made available unto you. Elsewise, you are a lifeless lump of clay without the Holy Ghost. What are you going to do? How'd you get up this morning without it? How'd you make it here safely without it? How'd you fight through the traps and the chicaneries and the fiery darts of the wicked one this week without it? The Holy Ghost is essential. The Holy Ghost is pivotal. I've heard some people teach, some pastors and preachers teach that you can be saved even without the Holy Ghost. No, no, no. That is false doctrine. You can you don't even belong to Jesus if you don't have the Holy Ghost. Because Romans 8 and 9 declares, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. This Holy Ghost is essential. Somebody say essential. Yeah. It's essential. Somebody say you got to have it. You got to have it. Yeah. The Holy Ghost is absolutely essential to your new birth experience. Jesus tells tells talks in John chapter 3 and he says, except the man be born again of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. For entrance into God's kingdom, you must be born again of the water and of the spirit. And through the exposition of scripture, we've come to understand that being born of the water is being baptized in Jesus name. We got any baptized in Jesus name folk in here this morning? Hallelujah. You know the day that God washed away your sins and applied the blood of Jesus to your very life. You must be, but that's not it. You've also got to be born of the spirit. And through the exposition of scripture, we've come to find out that being born of the spirit is receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so in Matthew chapter three, Jesus, John declares, behold, the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. But prior to that, he would say that I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But there's one coming after me that's mightier than I. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that is the person of Jesus Christ. And then the apostle Paul would pick this up in Acts the 19th chapter when he was on the upper coast of Ephesus one day and he ran into some of uh, some of Apollos' disciples and he says unto them he says have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe and this is one area of theology that we can crack down right now because some people will tell you that as soon as you believe in God you're good but Paul lets us know in Acts chapter 19 that belief is not enough he asked the question have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe just because you believe you are not saved just by the virtue of opening your mouth and saying I believe in Jesus that is not enough he says what have you done since you have believed and he said unto them wait a minute what you talk about Paul we haven't even heard of whether there be any such thing as the Holy Ghost and Paul begins to look at them and says well how were you baptized and they said we were baptized unto John's baptism and they said ah I see the problem says Paul John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance saying that you should believe on him that will come after him that is on the Lord Jesus Christ somebody shout Jesus in here yeah, he says that's who you were supposed to believe on. I don't know who you're believing on today out there in cyberspace, but it's time for you to start believing on Jesus. If you're believing on Allah, that ain't gonna do it. It's time to believe on Jesus. If you put your faith in this Hebrew Israelite false doctrine, that ain't gonna do it. It's time for you to believe in Jesus. If you put your faith in Confucius, that ain't gonna do it. It's time for you to believe in Jesus. If you put your faith in your finances, 
finances. That ain't going to do it. It's time for you to believe in Jesus because your bank account can dry out today. But I'm telling you one thing. Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. And that's the kind of God that we serve that you must put your faith in. But if you're going to believe in Jesus, you got to believe in what he came to do. And John said he came to baptize you with the what? Holy Ghost and with fire. Somebody shout Holy Ghost and fire. Yeah, that's what he came to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And so the ministry of the Holy Ghost is spoken of by Jesus in several places. He will go on one place to say that he that believeth on me as the scripture has said out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's not enough for you just to believe on Jesus, but you've got to believe on him like the scripture says. Yeah, he's not. I can't. I can't take your testimony to the bank I can't I, that that's what God did for you but I got to go to this book and believe on him the way this book says to believe on him because Jesus said the words that I speak unto you they are spirit and they are life and Jesus would go on into another place and tell them that the Holy Ghost the the, the, the promise of the father or the Holy Ghost the comforter who the father is going to send in my name he is going to come unto you Jesus spent a lot of time talking about the ministry of of the Holy Ghost. And when we read throughout the Bible, we find out that there are various synonymous terms for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's called the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 3 and 16, it's called the Spirit of God. In Matthew 1 and 18, it's called the Holy Ghost. In Acts 8 and 39, it's called the Spirit of the Lord. In John 14 and 26, it's called the Comforter. John 16 and 13 is called the Spirit of Truth. Ephesians 1 and 13 is called the Holy Spirit of Promise. Romans 8 and 15 is called the spirit of adoption. Romans 8 and 9, it is the spirit of Christ. And Hebrews 10 and 29, it's the spirit of grace. And Hebrews 9 and 14, it is that eternal spirit. Anytime you see this one spirit being spoken of, it's speaking of the Holy Ghost. So if you want to talk about the eternal spirit, you're talking about the Holy Ghost. If you want to talk about the Holy Spirit, you're talking about the Holy Ghost. If you want to talk about the spirit of the Lord, you're talking about the Holy Ghost. And what am I favorite words that I love is when he's called comforter. Has the Holy Ghost ever comforted anybody in here? I want to let you know right now that we go through many tumultuous situations in our life and if it had not been for the Holy Ghost comforting us we would have lost our minds. We would have gone crazy. We would have been miserable. Don't you know that the devil wanted you to be depressed? Don't you know that the adversary wanted you to lose your mind? Don't you know that the devil wanted you to cry? He wanted wanted you to fall into a fit. He wanted you to go down into a pit of your despair. But the Holy Ghost was behind you whispering in your ear the whole time. Go on a little bit further, baby. I'm always with you. Go on a little bit longer, son. I believe you can take it because whatever God puts upon you, he's going to give you the grace to bear it. Hallelujah. He's going to give you the grace to hold it. I've needed the Holy Ghost to encourage me in many a days because I've had days where I said I'm too young to go through this stuff. It don't make no sense that I've got to deal with it but the Holy Ghost has been my comfort I want to say that again the Holy Ghost has been my comfort I'm going to say it again so somebody in here gets it with me the Holy Ghost has 
has been my comfort. Hallelujah. Uh, come on, raise your hands in here. If the Holy Ghost has been your comfort. Hallelujah. Mm, God, you ever lost a, fa- a loved one? Didn't the Holy Ghost comfort you? You ever lost a job? Didn't the Holy Ghost comfort and keep you? You ever lost a friend? Didn't the Holy Ghost comfort and keep you? Can I tell you something else? You ever thought you were going to lose your mind? But didn't the Holy Ghost pull you back from the brink of destruction and tell you to square your shoulders and st- Encourage yourself up like a man and go on through this thing because I'm going to be with you the whole time. You wonder why you didn't die? You wonder why you didn't fall? Because the Holy Ghost was carrying you all along. Hallelujah. I thank God. And one thing I love about the Holy Ghost is the power. And you know, I, I look at the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is a bully. You know what I'm saying? It's just going to do whatever it wants to do. There's nothing that I can, there's nothing that I can teach that can stop the Holy Ghost from doing whatever it wants to do. The Holy Ghost is going to feel whoever it want to feel. It's going to heal whoever it wants to heal. And one thing I love about the Holy Ghost is it's not going to be bound by denominational lines. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost don't care what organization you in if there's someone with a sincere heart that wants to call out unto God and say Lord save me Lord fill me the Holy Ghost is going to do it I've heard of the Holy Ghost breaking out in Baptist churches and Methodist churches and and Presbyterian churches and Catholic churches because we are in a day and age where the God is proving that there's nothing that we can do that's going to prevent him from doing what he wants to do and aren't you glad that the Holy Ghost don't need our permission to do whatever it wants to do aren't you glad that the Holy Ghost don't have to consult with your enemies first to see if it can bless you heal you and keep you hallelujah praise the name of our God and so one thing that the Holy Ghost does is the Holy Ghost teaches Hallelujah. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, John 14 and 26, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. I have been in situations where I've been I've been in a tight spots before and I did not know what to say. And all of a sudden, I begin to quote a scripture that I hadn't even read in months, but the Holy Ghost brought it back to my remembrance because it was exactly what I needed at that moment. My God, who wouldn't want to serve a God like this? Who knows how to step right in? I heard a saint sing a song, when I need him most, when I need him most. Jesus steps right in when I need him most. The Holy Ghost testifies of Jesus Christ. But when the Holy Ghost, when the comforter is come, I will send unto you from the Father even he the spirit of truth which proceedeth from the father he shall testify of me this is what Jesus is, is saying the Holy Ghost has come to remind you of everything that Jesus said and everything that Jesus taught you would be lost but for this great reminder you would be lost but for this great teacher hallelujah and one thing John 10 and 16 and 8 says and when the Holy Ghost he has come he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment the Holy Ghost reproves the world your life ought to stand in strong contrast against the world yeah when you have the Holy Ghost resting ruling and abiding on the inside of you the world ain't gonna like you the world ain't gonna like how you live the world ain't gonna like that you rather 
pray than hang out with them. The world ain't going to like that you'd rather fast than go out and, and get into all kinds of foolishness. The adversary, is, the God of this world is not going to like that. Your life ought to embarrass the world's st standards and custom every now, customs every now and then. The Bible said about Noah that by faith he, he moved in faith and his actions condemned the world. We don't have to just get in everybody's face and be rude, but the life that you live ought to condemn the world's practices every now and then. You've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. You can't look like the world all the time. You can't, you can't, all your friends can't be unsaved. My God, you've got the Holy Ghost now. You want, you can't be crying all the time. You can't be miserable all the time. You can't be go downtrodden like the world all the time. Your life on a stand in a stark opposition against what the world is trying to do. And so when the world says cuss, the Holy Ghost says bless. When the world says quit, the Holy Ghost says go on. When the world says die, the Holy Ghost says live. When the world says quit, the Holy Ghost says fight. When the world says it's over and you'll never get to where you're supposed to be in God, the Holy Ghost says he that has begun a good work in you is faithful to perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ and now I'm going to stand against the world. The Holy Ghost is enabling me now to stand against the world. Anybody here ready to stand against the world? Stand against what the devil has to offer? Because you know what? We've got the power on the inside of us now and we can do it. Somebody shout power in here. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all get with me in here this morning. Hallelujah. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Ah, and, then, and, then, and then the Bible says the Holy Ghost gives a spiritual power, but ye shall receive power. Hallelujah. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost parts of the earth. And this word power is from the word dunamis in the Greek, where we get the word dynamite. Yeah, this ain't just flaccid weak power with no backbone but this is dynamite power and dynamite is explosive so any walls that the adversary is trying to build up in your mind the dynamite power of the Holy Ghost can destroy it and take it down it's time for you it's time for me it's time for the church to put some dynamite to the root of the devil's foundation it's time for us to blow up his strong it's time for us to blow up his high places it's time for us to blow up his strongholds it's time for us to blow up these things by the power of the the Holy Ghost. You know why the devil's still tormenting you? You ain't blowed up his business yet. That's why. You know why the devil is still wreaking havoc in your home? You ain't put no dynamite to him yet. It's time for you to get into some dynamite fasting, some dynamite praying, some dynamite study time with the Lord, and let the adversary know that I'm coming in the full power and authority of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Uh, it imparts the love of God. Romans 5 and 5. The love of God God is shed abroad in our hearts by the power of the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And now one of my favorite ones, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The Holy Ghost is what's going to get us up out that grave. So when you leave this world, you better leave it with the Holy Ghost in here because that's what's going to get you up on that 
great day. And I'm looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to the day because I know that I've been sealed by the power of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost has been preserving me since I got saved. I wonder why I didn't go the way of the world because the Holy Ghost preserves me. I need the Holy Ghost to keep me even if it's got to keep me against my own will. Now, you know, sometimes people throw a fit because you ended up in the hospital or you ended up sick or something like that. But I have found out that the Holy Ghost will put you down sometimes just to keep you saved. Hallelujah. Uh, some folk crying. Pray for my son to get out of jail. I hope he gets out of jail. But until he, the Lord probably got him in there because it's time for him to be saved. The Lord, the Holy Ghost has got him in there because he's got to isolate you and put you by yourself because you've got too many outside influences in your ear. And the Holy Ghost, now that he's got you alone, now that the devil ain't talking to you, now that your unsaved friends ain't talking to you, the Holy Ghost can begin to minister to your spirit. Has the Holy Ghost ever ministered to you when you were alone and by yourself, couldn't find nobody to call, couldn't send a text message, couldn't send, couldn't fox a dog, couldn't send a note on a bird or send up a smoke signal. We couldn't get in touch with nobody, but the Holy Ghost began to talk to you and begin to minister to you. I need the Holy Ghost to always be there in my life. Hallelujah. And so we find out here through the ministry of the Holy Ghost uh, that the Holy Ghost teaches. It testifies of Christ. It reproves the world. And hallelujah, it enabled the apostles to do many things uh, that we can do as well. The apostles by the Holy Ghost spoke the word of God with boldness. Uh, they witnessed with great power. They spoke in the public. Uh, they worshiped in public. They rejoiced to suffer for his name of Jesus Christ. Uh, they suffered persecution. They glorified in glory the tribulations. They sang while they were in prison. They prayed for their executioners, filled Jerusalem with the gospel, and turned the world upside down. And the only way you can do that, Deacon Doby, is with the power of the Holy Ghost. The devil don't respect no power but the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I prove it to you? Anybody remember over in Acts the 16th chapter and around about the 17th verse, Paul, the Bible said the same, followed Paul and us uh, one day, excuse me, and it came to pass as we went into a city to pray mm -hmm. a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying and the Bible says the same followed Paul and us and cried saying these are the men uh, these men are the servants of the most high God which show unto us the way of salvation and this did she many days but Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and it came out that same hour the devil don't respect no power but the power of the Holy Ghost and what's interesting about this here in Acts is that the lady with the spirit of divination the soothsayer was not lying she was saying these are the men of God these men are the servants of God which show us the way of salvation she was not lying but the Bible says after a few days she just got on Paul's nerves you know what I don't care what the devil is saying just because he's the devil he's got to shut up I don't even I'm not trying to hear it ah the demon wasn't even lying but Paul said you know the Bible says let the redeemed of the Lord say so and we're the ones that ought to be testifying of who Jesus is I'm not gonna let no demon come along and testify of Jesus 
when I'm the one that's baptized in Jesus' name, when I'm the one that has the Holy Ghost, and I'm the one that's redeemed. And so Paul got sick of her and said, come out right now. I'm not debating with you. This ain't no discussion. This ain't no back and forth. This ain't no auction. You don't get to, you don't get to try to side with me. You don't get to try to change my mind. I'm telling you to hold your peace and come out right now. And if you've got the Holy Ghost, you can do the exact same thing in your house. You can do the exact same thing on your job. You can do the exact same thing in your marriage. You can do the exact same thing in your child. You can do the exact same thing in your finances. You can do the exact same thing. And sometimes you got to lay hands on yourself and say, get out my mind. Get out my thoughts. Get out my heart. You ain't got no business in here influencing me. I'm not going to bed with you no more. I'm not taking you to work no more. I'm not taking you through the, in the streets with me no more. Lay hands on yourself right now. Everybody in here. And say, come out right now. I command you. You stop influencing my mind. You getting on my nerves. I'm sick of you. Uh, Paul said after many days, uh, this demon grieved him in the spirit. Are you grieved yet? Are you bothered yet? That's why you haven't been delivered. You ain't got bothered enough yet. That demon ain't worked your nerves enough yet. Ah, but I know I believe I'm among a group of people that says the adversary has grieved me enough. And so now, oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you. Now I'm telling him to come out right now. Come out. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to say, Satan, wherever you are, the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Now, can I tell you something? Let me testify. The adversary has been trying to fight my mind all week, telling me I'm going to be sick this week, telling me I'm going to fall out this week, telling me friends are getting ready to walk out on me. And I sat down in this chair over here earlier. He tried to feed me the exact same lie. But look at me standing up here in the authority of the Holy Ghost, declaring the gospel in the name of Jesus Christ, because I'm not going to be grieved by the devil when I've got the power of the Holy Ghost resting, ruling and abiding on the inside. I know it was hard for some of y'all to come here this morning, but the Holy Ghost stopped the devil from talking to you and you rebuked them. And the next thing you knew, you were declaring, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. If you're glad to be here, shout hallelujah. If you know that the devil is done, shout hallelujah. If you've got the Holy Ghost, shout hallelujah. If you've got rebuking power, shout hallelujah. If you've got that power on the inside, shout hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, yeah. And so and so Jesus tells the disciples here in Acts chapter one. Lord God, I praise you. Lord, I love 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 you. I can't do this without him. I can't do it without him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Driving up that road every Sunday. I can't do it without him. Studying and fasting. I can't do it without him witnessing i can't do it without him living i can't do it without him uh, the holy ghost has been my help the holy ghost has been my help the holy ghost has been my help he's been my help he is my help and will be my help he has help is helping and will help he has been there is there and will always be there he has been strong is strong and will always be strong he has delivered is delivering and will always deliver he has saved is saving and will always save he has kept 
is keeping and will always keep. Somebody shout hallelujah. Yeah. And so Jesus being assembled with the disciples together, he says unto them, now what I want you to do, because I've talked to you for a while now about this Holy Ghost that's coming. And as a matter of fact, let me go ahead and tell you what it is. It's just me in another form. Because remember, in another place, he says, that's the comforter will. He said, he said, I'm getting ready to leave, but I'm going to send unto you another comforter who the father will send in my name. He said, behold, I will not leave you comfortless. He said, I will come to you. And so when the Holy Ghost comes, it is Jesus Christ coming to dwell in you richly. And then not only is Jesus the Son, not only is he the Holy Ghost, but he is also the Father. Because the Bible would say that word, that word comfortless is from the Greek word orphanos, where we get the word orphans from. And so Jesus was saying, I will not leave you fatherless. And so he says, I will come to you what is he saying he's saying I am the father and so he is father in creation son in redemption and the Holy Ghost in his church that's the God that we serve the one true and living God and so this true and living God is saying that the promise of the father is coming unto you and they say John did his ministry and his ministry is now over but now they say look at now look at how I flesh operates. Jesus, are you now going to restore the kingdom unto Israel? What are you talking about, man? I'm talking to you about the Holy Ghost, and you talk about something I didn't even talk about. Somebody touch yourself and say, I got to focus. I, say, I, got, I got to pay attention. I got to, stay, I got to stay focused. I got to pay attention. Hallelujah. Because if you're not focused, you're going to miss what God's doing. Uh -huh. If you're distracted, you're going to miss it, Sister Johnette. Hallelujah. That's why your family's cutting up, because the devil wants you to be distracted. That's why the devil's cutting up and everybody around you because he wants you to be distracted. I told you all this before. In a circus, when they have the lion tamer, what he wants, the reason why he has the chair in one hand, the stool, and the whip in the other hand is because he understands that he has to divide the lion's focus in order to control him. So when he pops the whip, the lion tries to look at that. When he shakes the stool, the lion tries to look at the stool and he never looks at the person. Mm -hmm. And so now his focus is divided. And so what the devil wants to do is pop the whip and shake the stool all in your face to keep you distracted so you can get your mind off of who the real enemy is. But let me help you refocus this morning. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He is an accuser of the brethren. He is the father of lies. He's always been a liar. The truth did not abide in him. And he is not your friend. Can I help you refocus this morning? God's giving you the power to beat them. God's giving you the power to destroy them. God's giving you the power to whoop that bruised head booger right upside his jaw and that's by the power of the Holy Ghost you're going to do it. I'm sick of the devil. I hate him. I hate the devil. If anybody hate the devil, just shout and say, man, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Aren't you sick of him? Aren't you tired of him? You got the Holy Ghost. The devil don't even want your peace. He can't do nothing with it. He just wants you to feel like you don't have it. That's all. The devil can't do nothing with the stuff you got. And you're right I'm going back into the enemy's camp and take what the devil stole from me. Some stuff the devil took from me, he can have it. I don't even want it back. 
You keep that foolishness. Because the Bible said, behold, I shall do a new thing. God got some brand new stuff for me. As long as I stay focused, he's going to help me out. Mm, hallelujah. And so Jesus says, look, you got your mind on the wrong stuff. It's time to recalibrate. It's time to refocus. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father have put in his own power. Mind your business. Worry about, you worry about the wrong thing. You need to get your mind on what Jesus said. And here's my part that I love. He said, you shall receive what? Power. Hallelujah. Or uh, say it like you got it. You shall receive what? Power. You shall receive what? Ah, I remember the day that the Lord filled me with his power. Mm. Hallelujah. It was more than 10 years ago. I was in Birmingham, Alabama at Woodland Park AOH Church of God. And I was on the altar at a tarrying service. And Elder Cedric Love was down there. And he said, Brother Taylor, do you want the Holy Ghost? I said, yes, sir, I do. But I don't know what to do. I've heard about it all of my life. The only thing I know about the Holy Ghost is that my mama had and I remember her speaking in tongues and praying in tongues around the house all the time he said elder Cedric love said unto me that night he said Jesus said they that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved they that call on the name of the Lord they shall be delivered and so I made my way down to the altar and I got down there and I began to pray and they said close your eyes and focus on Jesus they said call on Jesus I said Jesus 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 and I stayed there and nothing happened but I read over in Hebrews 11 where it says they that come to him must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and so I made up my mind that I was going to seek the Lord diligently on that week so I laid myself aside and fasted I laid myself aside and prayed I set my time aside to be with the Lord because I made my mind up that the next time I walked in that door, I wasn't going home without the Holy Ghost. You've got to be determined and the Lord will do it for you. Hallelujah to God. And so I made my way back down to church in an evening service and Elder Love was right there and he said, come on back down here, son. I made my way down to the altar they said call on Jesus I said Jesus they said call him one more time I said Jesus they said now call him in a hurry I said Jesus 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 I began and all of a sudden before I knew it my hands were in the air and I didn't put them there and I said Lord what's going on here they said the Holy Ghost is here I can feel his presence I can hear them talking around me on the altar and I began to call on Jesus just a little bit more and before I knew it tears were falling down my face I said Lord what's going on here they said that's the Holy Ghost son keep on calling him and then before I knew it 
Uh, my lips began to stammer uh, and they said I know that look I know what that is they said push a little harder son don't give up now you're almost there and I began to call on them and my before I knew it my tongue got loose and I was in the back of the church speaking in a language that I never learned in school they said son that's the Holy Ghost and I began to celebrate that God had filled me with the Holy Ghost. I, I remember the day. I remember the hour that the Lord filled me with his saving power. And ever since that day, I can testify that power has kept me. That power has healed me. That power has delivered me. That power has held me. When I didn't know which way to go, the Holy Ghost gave me direction. When I was ignorant, the Holy Ghost informed me when I was sick the Holy Ghost medicated me when I was broken the Holy Ghost put me back together when I was lost he locates when I was dark he illuminates everything that I need the Holy Ghost has provided it so now it is incumbent upon you to find somebody and ask them have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe friend don't let friends go to hell friends tell friends about Jesus tell it Jesus died according to the scriptures tell it he was buried according to the scriptures tell it he rose on the third day according to the scriptures and now you can have that power he ascended on high and led captivity captive and gave gifts unto many and he said now the promises unto you and all them that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Are you glad that he called you? I heard him when he called my name. I was lying when he called me. I was sick when he called me. I was in sin when he called me but I'm so glad I heard him and he filled me with the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout power. Yes, Lord. I thank God for power. Amen and amen. Once again, we want to thank you all for your time and support. And we hope that this message has blessed you all in a mighty way. We love you and God bless you. Amen. <laughs>